0: Welcome to this episode of Stacks and Stories, the podcast of the Mississippi Library Commission. On today's episode, join Tracy and Shelley as they discuss the best books they read but were not necessarily published during 2021. How well did their reading routines hold up during the ongoing pandemic? Did they find anything that they truly enjoyed, or did they find books they couldn't even finish? They'll discuss these questions and more, so stay tuned. Hello, I'm Tracy. Hello, I'm Shelley, And we are going to tell y'all about our best reads of 2021.
1: That's right, our, f- our favorite books of 2021.
0: Right, this is not a, a list that has been vetted by anyone no. but us. So <laughs> this is a list based on two people's reading habits. But we, we ha-
1: between us,
0: you know, we do, we do a lot of reading.
1: We do, yeah. A lot of very different reading. We do. Also.
0: Sometimes they converge, but not often. Very rarely. I think, some, uh, I think we have, we, you've read some of the ones on my list this year.
1: I don't know. I'm going to guess. No, I know you have read. Right. Oh, they I have. Not, oh, they, oh, oh, you've no, looked. I know we have talked on about, Oh, we yes. have. Okay. But um, I'm going to guess that our picks today, um, they're not going to be the same. I know. And they're not going to be very similar at all probably not
0: because that that would be the most boring podcast that episode. would say like yeah. oh my god me too oh, and then it would be it like four also. minutes long and then it yeah. would be over
1: yeah so. wasn't it great yeah that would so be do you would
0: you like to start with your first pick i would
1: i would it's so appropriate it is called 56 days by Catherine ryan howard have you heard of it i have not okay i love it when you haven't heard of it i don't know <laughs> why that just makes me
0: so... I, i'm gonna start lying and just saying like what
1: who makes shakespeare
0: me... never heard of him <laughs>
1: makes me so excited all right this book is called 56 days by katherine ryan howard and it is set in dublin at the beginning of the covid pandemic
0: Ooh, i have not yet read a pandemic novel
1: this was my first one and i think my only one i believe so and it takes place over 56 days what yes that is a shocker it's <laughs> hence, hence the name 56 days <laughs> it, it is a romance so you think um it is about two people and um they meet at the beginning of this book sierra and oliver they meet at a grocery store and they meet and they hit it off and blah blah blah, and then um, quarantine happens and everyone is supposed to go back to their homes and they cannot leave unless they you know have to go to the grocery store or, you know things like that or go to work. So they don't want to be away from each other. So what do they do? Logically, she moves in with him Naturally. after after going on like one date. Okay, that makes. I mean, that's a standard romance. Yeah. Right? So yeah, of course. So this quarantine is supposed to last. It's supposed to last for two weeks. Well, it lasts longer than that. And what I really enjoyed about this book was when I read it, it brought back all those feelings I had when quarantine when quarantine and COVID happened for us. Some of those feelings were very, well, most of them were bad, and a lot of anxiety. So I do want to alert readers that this is a very anxiety-provoking novel. It is a thriller because— It's a thriller? It's, yeah, it is a thriller.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, there's the twist. It's not
1: a romance <laughs> because— Did somebody get murdered? Um yes. One of these two people will be dead at the end. Oh, my gosh. And neither of the people are in it for the reason that you would think. They're not in it for the romance. They both have an agenda.
0: You know what? When you were first talking about it, it reminded me of, you know, those only you after you, me before you, mm-hmm. whatever. Yes, all like those you books. Yeah, 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 it sounded yeah. like one of those. But now there's no. murder. So, okay, that's really interesting. So, yeah, it starts out
1: as a romance, and I, I hope this doesn't ruin it, but the twist, you'll never know it. Like As I was reading it, I was, I was just kept thinking, what is going on? What is happening? You'll never guess, never guess. So that is my first book, Fifty Six Days.
0: That sounds really good.
1: I think even you would like it, I know you don't like thrillers. I'm not. You're not a curmudgeon. It's just that you don't like books that make you uneasy or make you anxious. This will do that, though. So,
0: yeah, I read, um, but I think it's worth it. The Maidens? Was that the book I read this year? Yeah. 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 You know what? Yeah. It made yeah. me uneasy, but then there, I didn't like the, the, the twist. I was yeah, like, it was I, kind got all, it was I got all upset. dumb. It was dumb twist. I got all yeah. upset for a dumb reason. So yeah. That, that is, oh, we forgot to mention at the beginning. So we're going to tell you our favorite books of the year, and then we each have one that we didn't like at all. Oh, yeah. So. Um,
1: <laughs> That's right. So what do you have? Well, the
0: first one that that I want to talk to you about is called Zori by Laird Hunt. I just finished this a few days ago and it's it's the perfect book maybe it might just be the perfect book it's 161 pages so it's not overwhelming it's a great length it really is it fits uh in your purse you know I'm making a case for it as the perfect book here it is it's a quiet book about this woman named Zori who is born at the turn of the century in rural Indiana. And it, it's just the story of her life. And I, I don't know, I don't know how to really describe it without giving any of the major plot points away, but she just has this like ordinary life. And, but it's, it's still an extraordinary one because of who she is. And, and just like it's, it's written in this, it's, uh, lyrical sounds
1: kind of gross. I hate that. I hate when right. something is described as lyrical. Yeah. It makes me want to vomit. Yes. So... Well, I have a sample, two sentences. Okay. And this is
0: this is kind of what Zori is like. So, okay. She stood up and pressed her face against the screen and looked as well as she could into the eyes of a carpenter moth who'd set up shop for the night there. She stood and stared at it, wondering what went on over the long nights in its mind, which was small to her, but large to it. Until she tapped the screen and realized it was dead. Hmm. So, you know, it's stuff like that. Okay. So the comparisons I've read are like, oh, it's like a modern Willa Cather novel, just because it has, to, there's like farming stuff. Oh, I loved it though. I absolutely, I love this book.
1: I've heard you talk about this book, I think just to me before mm-hmm. you mentioned it, and I'm, I might have read about it on goodreads from you and it's made me want to read it but i don't know it sounds like, the, like it sounds like there is is there like is it is there stuff that happens i mean stuff that
0: happens in a person's life yeah. you know there's some a little bit of romance she gets married yeah she actually works at a a watch face company Painting radium on watch faces, and
1: oh, now I find that interesting. Yes.
0: and she didn't do it very long. That's but, good. But yes, the radium plot—the begin—it's like in, in kind of the beginning portion, and then it, it reappears later. So I mean, it she has an ordinary life, like a mm-hmm. I mean, like a regular person. So, but there is not a murder. Yeah, there is well, absolutely.
1: I'm glad to hear that. There actually. are no. <laughs> I mean
0: the twit Is are- it like a
1: slice of life kind of I
0: guess so yeah yeah and
1: sometimes those are super interesting and there's a, like a, a really good time and a place for those like yeah when you're
0: and and it may not be for everyone but I really enjoyed it like if I could read books like this if this if all books were like this I'd be Super happy. See,
1: the more you say that, the more I want to read it.
0: Well, the Indiana part I thought. I know. Well, that 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 really
1: does intrigue me. And uh, Bedford is mentioned. (gasps) It is not. It is. You know, I was born there.
0: I know she drives past it or something. She doesn't spend a lot of time there, but it was mentioned.
1: Well, there's not much going on there.
0: Well, even in 1910 or whatever, there wasn't anything going on then either. I'm sure there wasn't. Yeah.
1: Well, now I'm I'm even more intrigued by <laughs> by this book. I'll have to let you know okay. what I think. All right. All right. You ready for my yeah. second pick? Okay. Clara and the Sun hmm. by Kizuro Ishiguro. Have you heard of it?
0: Of course I've heard of it. I have not read it. But okay. I I have heard of it and I've heard wonderful things about it.
1: Do you know that he is one of my favorite authors? I did know that. Okay. Because he wrote Never Let Me Go. Yes,
0: which I have not read, and I can't. I can't read it. I've tried. I can you know, sometimes you can recognize, like, this I know. person's very talented. Yeah. This is a great book that yeah. I cannot read for. And that's okay. You know. And
1: it's good to recognize that about yourself. Yeah. And that you're not going I, to.
0: But at least I'm not saying, like, he's garbage. I don't like him. Yeah. It's just that, like, I can't, I don't yeah. know why I can't read this book. But maybe I can read Claire and the Sun.
1: Yes. And it is also a short book. I can't remember how many pages it was, but it seemed like a very quick read. But that, also that could be because I loved it so much. Clara and the Sun is a return to Ishiguro's sci-fi roots. Oh
0: no, I'm out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Does, is that it? Is that, yep. No, you're okay. I'm gone. Sorry. Tell
0: everyone else about this book.
1: Well, let me tell all of you out there about <laughs> Clara and the Sun. Um, Clara is an AF, an artificial friend. Nope. she is a robot (laughs) and (laughs) Clara loves the Sun she when we meet Clara she is in a shop with other AFs and the AFs they they love to feel the warmth of the Sun and so the shopkeeper will often move them around and so when they have their time in the Sun up in the front that's where people can see them the best Mm -hmm. and, you know, and they will come by and they'll see them and they'll say, ooh, I want to buy that one. But they also can feel the rays of the sun and the warmth of the sun. Clara, Clara especially loves the sun. So Clara, and this is not a spoiler, she does eventually get purchased and goes to live with a family. And that's kind of where the story really gets going. Clara is our... I like to call her our unfiltered narrator of the book. So it it is a sci-fi book, but in a different way. Yeah, okay. You know what, the
0: fact that she likes the sun, and and it makes me feel sorry for her, like in a shop waiting for people to buy her, that that makes me a little upset. You're going
1: to, if you read this book, I think you would almost forget it's like a sci-fi book. Mm -hmm. What I really like about this author is that and this is, to me, this is his second sort of sci-fi book, is that he gives you, he doesn't really come out and tell you that the world that you're reading about isn't the, the world that we're living in. Mm-hmm. He gives you just enough detail for you to figure it out yourself. Okay. Like, he doesn't just come out and say, you know, this is the year... 3,000, you know, 16. He just gets, he's so smart and intelligent that he he just gives you detail that he's gonna trust you as the reader to be smart enough to figure it out yourself. So Clara gets purchased by a little girl, I can't remember her name, and the girl loves her, but, you know, she's a little girl, so she doesn't always treat Clara the best. And Clara is just so pure of heart, and you're, she just sees the world in the way that I wish everyone would. And you're going to just fall for Clara and wish that everyone saw the world like this. Mm. And what I really love about this book, I love so much about it, but Ishiguro really, without making it obvious, the whole book to me is about examining like these really deep questions what makes someone human and what makes a life a life Mm -hmm. so while Clara is not necessarily a human being is she human
0: oh you know what That,
1: that that's really to me what the book is about
0: maybe my preemptive stamp of disapproval was you know what I I tried to read there's an Ian McEwen book about like a you know artificial friend Mm -hmm. kind of set up and I love Ian McEwen except when he tries to be weird like when he tries to be funny it's like the worst the worst he's so bad he's not funny at trying to be funny like that book about it's it's like Hamlet but in utero Uh, no funny absolutely he's a great
1: writer he's not funny yes
0: so I tried to read that one and I think like all all of my I hear, like, oh, it's a robot person. I'm like, yeah. oh, no.
1: I, I think some people would argue with me and say that Clara and the Sun is not science fiction. But to me, it it would qualify under the definition. I mean, it's a robot, right? She's an artificial friend. Yeah. She's a robot. And this world that they live in is very different. It's very dystopian from the world we live in. So to me, that's science fiction. But I think... the. This is a science fiction book that you that you might like. So, I, I'm open. All I'll right. try it. All right. I feel like that's a win for me. Yeah, I'm going go. Listen,
0: I think both of your picks so far have been intriguing.
1: And one was a thriller, and one was a science fiction book.
0: I, listen, I'm not saying 56 days. I'm going to read every word of it. Well, but it sounds like the kind of book that I would start and then flip through and then look for the good parts <laughs> and then see, Wait, for, like, flip to the conflict. Who's
1: dead? What have they done? Exactly. <laughs> That's okay. But
0: I, I, I might I might pick up Claire and the Sun. Okay. I think we have it. So I, I'm pretty
1: sure that we would. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What do you have? Well, my next pick, this is the one that I know you've read, is The Secret Lives of Church Ladies. Oh, yeah. By Deisha Filial. So this is a, a collection of short stories. There's nine short stories here. They're all about black women, and, and they're all different, although I think there's there are two that are connected. But this is a debut. I love it when a debut goes big. I also love that this, it's a small press. It's like West Virginia press or something and um, it was rejected by all the the big houses and then it won it was a finalist for the national book award it it won the Penn Faulkner award for fiction and short stories get a really
1: bad rap you know they do I don't really like short stories and you always talk about them and as soon as I hear you say short stories I'm like "Mm, it's like it's like science (laughs) fiction I'm like like, I'll see y'all later not gonna listen yeah but i Really like this one. See, I told yeah. you there was something I know, on my list that you liked.
0: I know, but I was reading about it, and what the author said is really what the what holds the collection together is that the it's the tug of war that black women experience between their desires and what they may have learned at church. So the book deals with a lot of sexuality, like all kinds of uh, all flavors of the yeah. sexuality, and. Which you know goes back to the title, but um, it it was such a delay Again, it's a very small book. It you can also carry it in your purse in a, a small purse. A, yeah, a yeah. clutch. In a fact. clutch. <laughs> <laughs> you could you could sneak it into a uh, any kind of event, and if it's boring, you know, you just whip it out. You could just whip it out, yeah. and uh, although you know people are hostile to the the whipping out of books at places,
1: but. about your cell phone and that's almost okay yeah no cell phone reading
0: is totally acceptable this is a thing this is a side note when my son was playing soccer like all the moms are out there on their cell phones and that's okay but I pull out a book and then I get dirty looks like oh you're not paying attention Mm -hmm.
1: well neither are you you're looking at Facebook it's the same thing I totally agree with you on that and it makes me so angry why is it okay to look at Frivolous, I'm gonna say it. Social media, which I do, mm-hmm. but you can't pull out a book. Exactly. Why is that wrong?
0: Well, I will say that I had—I was made to go to the Kentucky Derby in—I think it was the year 2000. It might have been 2001. I tried to block it out. Did and you I did, wear a hat. I did not. We were. It was not that kind of oh, event. Okay. This was like okay. the poor people version. Oh. Okay. My boyfriend's dad owned like one. 64th of a horse like I'm dead serious it was that like that sliver of a horse which got him access to like the stable side and we had to go at four in the morning to claim our little patch of earth that we camped out on okay anyway (laughs) I I did I did bring a book to the Kentucky Derby Okay. because look we got there at four in the morning and yeah the races don't start until noon and there's 50 minutes in between each Race.
1: Oh, I did not know that. What are you going to do
0: all day? You're just supposed to get drunk. So, yeah, but I can't do yeah. that at five in the morning. Like, hats off to the rest of my party who were, you know. Anyway, people were very, very aggressive about about the fact, like, they were like, what are you doing? Well, it, is,
1: it seems like once you pull a book out, at least for me, people want to start talking to you. What are you reading? Blah, 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 blah. Well, it's like, what's it about?
0: You're, I think that people take it as. I'm trying to be smarter than you. Like, no, no, I just, I need to be away from you people. That's that's what me pulling out a book in public means. Like, it means I must escape now and go to a different place altogether. And please leave me alone. It
1: just means I don't want to talk. That's what it means to me. I don't want to talk to anybody. Yes. So don't talk to me.
0: I also brought a magazine to a baseball game, and that also did not go over well. Same people I was with.
1: Huh. It it was just a magazine, though. But man, you can bring a cell phone, and nobody cares. Nobody cares. No,
0: that's fine. That's cool. Yeah, but don't try to read anything else.
1: So yes, and very much angers me.
0: Yes. Okay.
1: What else you got? Oh, I forgot one. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Okay. Well, I have talked about this person before as a movie director now I'm going to talk about this person as an author Hmm. Quentin Tarantino that's right once upon a time in Hollywood now it was a movie it will it still is a movie but then (laughs) it's it's gone now it's still out there but then Quentin my friend he wrote a book that expanded on the Hmm. movie have you seen the movie I have not okay you need to just saying. Okay, so the movie came out in 2019, and Quentin wrote the book, which is basically a companion to the movie. This year, it came out, I think, in June of this year. Several things are cool about this book. One, it came out in um, mass market paperback, mm. so that was really cool. There is now a like special edition hardback that just came out just in time for Christmas, with some special you know additional photos in there and things like that. But what he did was, he's never written a novel a novel before, so the novel expands on the characters from the movie so i know you're not going to know these things i'm going to tell you but okay (laughs) okay. so cliff booth in the movie there's this whole debate on whether he killed his wife well in the novel you're going to find out whether he kills his wife
0: so it's kind of like although maybe not as dumb as those like Star Wars books like that are made after the movie that are that are just like you know some guy writes them that yeah has nothing to do it's with like
1: that but much more but cooler r- right. okay because Quentin wrote the screenplay right. he's, he's the creator yeah, of all he's, of he's a creator right. of these characters and then he wrote a novel expanding on the whole story because usually a novelization of a movie is yeah. horrible yes and so this is not a novelization of the movie this is actually a continuation of the story but also some backstory so it has even more about the story so even if you saw the movie Mm -hmm. everything in this book is not in the movie but it's not really a standalone because you kind of have to know these characters to enjoy this book if that all makes Mm -hmm. sense so so you couldn't read the book first and then see the movie you could but it wouldn't be as good i don't think if I you were going
0: to a boring sporting event
1: yeah, could you sneak
0: the book in i would
1: the mass market paperback <laughs> yeah, of course my <laughs> um i love this movie i love it and you know i love quentin tarantino mm-hmm. and it turns out that not only can he write a killer screenplay, he can write a great novel. And I just I just loved it, and I really hope I get the hardback book for Christmas from somebody. <laughs> Do I need to drop a hint in someone's yeah. DMs? <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I picked it for one of my favorites. I like so it. There you go. I like it. I was just thinking, all of mine
0: are fiction and you well then yours is fiction but it's kind of weird
1: weird kind of fiction yeah yeah yeah. so there you go
0: well it sounds it sounds interesting but i i won't read it unless i see the movie
1: you really need to see the movie okay
0: but there's a greater chance of me seeing the movie than reading it just in general
1: i would rather you see the movie than read the book okay how about that all right okay i will i will seek it out
0: My final pick, although I plan to sneak a few other titles in, is The Final Revival of Opal and Nev by Donnie Walton. So this is also a debut. Again, I'm so excited for people when their debuts are are so good. This is an oral history of, it's not a rock band necessarily. It's It's a rock duo from the late 60s early seventies. Opal is this like firecracker black lady. She's bald. She has alopecia. Side note. And she's got this mouth on her and she and the the this is so good as an audiobook. I I love this narrator. And then Nev is this kind of hybrid Elton John He sounds, his voice on the audiobook sounds like Michael Caine, but he's kind of an Elton John type. You know, he's not a great singer, but he's a good writer. He plays the piano. And it's how they came together to make this one album, Polychrome, that I wish existed because once you, like, oh, and here's how I wrote Green Girl, and here's how I wrote Red Handed, or whatever, whatever, they're all named after uh, colors, I want to hear these songs very yeah. very badly so there is a similar book out there um daisy jones and the six which is a, another like rockumentary oral history of a band that doesn't exist that's kind of fleetwood mackish but i'm going to say that the final revival of opal and Nev is worlds beyond daisy jones and the six because not just because it, it's a little more diverse it's not you know just all all white people but some of the issues that happen in opal and Nev, there's a, the the big moment and you hear about it from the beginning so it's not a spoiler but they there was this concert and opal now i can't remember exactly what she she did. the concert
1: she, with the confederate flag yes the concert with yes. the confederate
0: flag which now
1: did she make a she,
0: did she make underwear out of she it? She wore it. Yeah, she yes. She wore it as she underwear. She wore it and then
1: flipped up her skirts. Yep. Yes. Okay.
0: And it, there was a riot and someone dies at this event. So, anyway, uh, but it, uh, again, as an audiobook, and that's saying a lot for me. I have come a long way. You have. With my audiobook listening. I'm very proud of you. I, however, I do still have a quirk <laughs> about my audiobooks. I start out strong. And then about halfway through, I am done having someone read, read to me, and I must get the book in print to finish it myself. Yeah, I,
1: I don't quite get it, but just the fact that you do listen to audiobooks makes me so happy. So I think it's the
0: speed like I, I can read a book much faster than I yeah, can listen to same it. Plus, here. plus the opportunity. You know, I can again. I can read a book at a sporting event you where, uh, you know, or I can read a book while you know my son is watching TV in the next room. But I can't listen to an audiobook while he's doing that, and also, you know, listen out for him asking so, me for, to do things for him. Have
1: you ever listened to an audio book all the way through? I have. And
0: they're audiobooks that aren't awesome like i we I think we've talked before i I really like the you know those like British World War II lady books, mm-hmm. and that sounds very sexist, but women are the main characters they their problems are not always like gigantic, yeah. It's, there's, there's, like, the, the Ladies of the Chilberry Choir, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I know, know what you those mean. Those kind yeah. of books where they have to come together to, for the home front and make some yeah. jam. Uh, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, the, those, I am not in a hurry to get through those. I'm not like, oh, my gosh, hurry up. I have to know what happens So if it's next. something
1: that you're really engaged in yes. and you really want to know. It's, it's a
0: compliment. Yeah. I listened to that first Louise Penny book, oh, uh, Still, Still Life. Life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I, I had to read the end. Yeah. Um, and, and I was at a doctor's appointment that went on. I was waiting for such a long time <laughs> that I finished it. I wasn't expecting to, so that's pretty good. Um, so I'm going to slip a few extras okay.
1: in Okay, okay. I'm going to let you um, do that.
0: Liberty by Caitlin Greenidge is about a, a black woman. She's born free in, in New York in the 1860s so the civil war is actually I think in 1850 so it's pre-civil war her mother is a doctor which again there's like you don't read a lot of books about I mean there are a lot of books about black women in this time period but they're not usually free and they're not usually educated Mm -hmm. uh, because they're statistically how many people would fit that bill yeah but it's the liberty is you know just struggles with growing up basically and trying to be a person outside of her mother's wishes and she makes some decisions that are not awesome and then there's like it's not a thriller in any way but there is a twist at the end that I was like what I could not believe that the book went in that direction and I was delighted with it so it is a very a very good book also I read The Prince of Tides this year (sighs) And I, Did might I have know ta- that? I, I don't, don't know if
1: I knew that. We might
0: have talked about it on another episode. I can't remember. So you reread? No, I've read it. I read it for the first time.
1: Oh, um, I didn't know that. I thought, it, it I thought just, you read it before.
0: <clears throat> I hadn't read it before, and I always wanted to.
1: <clears throat> that's
0: a hard. That's a hard book to read. You know what? I thought it would be, because I've seen the movie, and of course you I knew know the, the horrible thing that yeah. happened. But there's so much that's so wonderful about yes, the book. Yes,
1: there's a lot of great things Every about it.
0: sentence is, I mean, again, I wouldn't say the L word. I wouldn't say lyrical. No, not at
1: because all. Because that would make
0: you vomit. Because I wouldn't read it. But it, like every, not every sentence, but almost every sentence is like an entire world unto mm-hmm. itself. It's, mm-hmm. um, And the there is more context to the horrible thing that happens in the movie. Yeah. It's a long time coming. It
1: is. And, it is. and I didn't,
0: yeah. like, in the movie, it's completely random. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and it's
1: not. There's no s- real setup in no. the movie.
0: Well, and not that this spoils, I hope this doesn't spoil anything for anyone, but when I was reading it and there's the the thing that happens before the bad thing, I was like, oh. That's the bad thing. Oh. We're not going to have to read about the bad, the real bad thing in the oh. movie because they just made it worse for the. Uh, and then, it, <laughs> then it happened. But anyway, it,
1: it's such, it, uh, such a good book. It is. It is a really, really good book. That's. It was written a long, long time ago, wasn't it? Well, I mean, not like. Well, I mean. 200 years ago. I know. I, but, I think, like, like, late 80s, early yeah, 90s. But unfortunately, that was a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, I guess so.
0: I mean. <laughs> I mean, in my world, 1995 was, like, I know a couple was, years ago. I
1: know. But
0: actually, it was not a couple years ago. Yeah. Well, what is on your did
1: not enjoy list? Well, it was interesting because I actually had a hard time finding a title because if I don't enjoy a book, I just don't invest in it. That is usually what I do. Yeah, so this was a book that I invested the most in and then found that it was ridiculous and then stopped. (laughs) So so, with that caveat, I will talk about Truly Like Lightning by David Duchovny. Yes, that David Duchovny. Yikes. I know. Now, he has written other things. Hmm. He's, I think he's written three other books. And I read one other one that was not bad. But this one came out this year. And let me just tell you, the main character's name is Bronson Powers. No, What's that? What's that? No, I don't like this. Okay, so Bronson Powers is a former Hollywood stuntman. <laughs> and he is now a converted Mormon who lives in the desert with his three wives and 10 children. Oh no, I hate that. I book. know, I know. Now, I was kind of in it. I thought well, this might be this might be okay. Let's see, we'll see what's going. On. And he owns a lot of land cuz mm. you know he had some money back mm. in the day. Well, then he meets this this woman finds him and She's this land developer, and so she wants to buy some land from him because he he owns land near Joshua Tree National Park. Hmm, that's, you know, prime, you know, property. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to sell, blah, blah, blah. They strike a deal, and this is where I don't like it. So, again, I didn't finish the book, but they strike this deal where she's like, okay, give me three of your children, and... I'm going to put them in public school, and if they do well, you have to sell me a big chunk of your land. That is nonsensical. I don't like it. I don't. It kind of, it's just the book, what I read of it, and again, I didn't read the whole book, so the writing was a little artificial and a little pretentious, and... I just I couldn't buy into it I couldn't buy into it and I actually did attend a zoom with David Duchovny where he talked about this book Mm -hmm. and he really thinks a lot about this book and I just (laughs) I mean I guess (laughs) I guess as an author you're not like well I know I could have done better but I just and so after Seeing him in that Zoom and and I don't know, I just couldn't. So I don't. That so that's my pick. I don't know. And the just Bronson Powers. Yeah. What? Gag. That's that sounds pretty bad. But I'm I know there are people out there that like this book because I've looked on Goodreads. There are so. There, there are there's, readers there's for every who likes everything. Book. Yeah, yes. there's, there is a. Uh... So there's probably people screaming at me right now, maybe. Saying, maybe. Oh, it's a great book. It, it does have a cool cover. I do remember that. Oh, that. you know what? That, that, those covers can burn you. Yeah. So, but I, I didn't like it, and someone else I know also did not like it. I had someone else read it.
0: I will not read this book. I wouldn't read this book anyway. It does not nothing about this appeals There's, to me like well, David Duchovny, I was out at that point. Like <laughs> n- absolutely not. I don't. He
1: did write a book called Miss Subways which did receive very good reviews. It's about it's about this lady. It's about the life of a lady what in New York who takes the subway in I don't know. Things happen. I did read it. I just don't remember much of it. But I remember I liked it. Mm-hmm. And it that was... That delightful it was compared well, to well-reviewed. Yeah. So that I'd might. rather read that one. If so,
0: someone put a gun to my head, I would be like, can, can I please read this other David Duchovny book?
1: But... I don't know. That's the one I didn't like. Yeah. Truly like lightning.
0: Well, I'll avoid it. Okay. Like the plague. <laughs>
1: like, lightning. <laughs> like
0: lightning. Like lightning. <laughs> lightning. And one that I recommend that you also avoid it's called Mrs. March by Virginia Fito so if you if you look at my Goodreads it looks like I love every book like there's the, the lowest rating is is like a three that's a that's okay you know but I never give books one star two stars because I don't I don't finish them I I if I don't like a book it moves from, currently reading to want to read and i just leave it there forever that's exactly and what i rot. do it yeah it just rots and festers forever but i was uh, drawn by the cover there's it's, it's just a picture of this these this woman wearing green gloves
1: it's a great cover it if I really remember. is it's also really you well. know what it's a little book yeah. it's a slim volume dang and those, those little books draw me in too i
0: really like them they're so cozy I like little uh, books. So this, this book is about this woman, Mrs. March, and I don't think we ever know her name, which that's a dumb conceit. Let's just get over it, everyone. Authors out there, stop doing that. And uh, again, I usually give up on books I don't like, but I was so intrigued by the fact that I could not tell what year it was. I could not tell what city we were in. Is it New York? Is it Paris? Who knows? No clues whatsoever. Like... She's she's clearly in a city because she's walking around and then she goes to the bakery and she buys macarons. Wait. Hmm. What we're, where where are we? Where are we? So Mrs. March is married to this author who has a new book out and it's the talk of the town. Whatever town it is, we don't know. <laughs> and everywhere she goes, everyone has read it and they're all like, "Oh." <sighs> Uh, We hear he based the character on you. And she's like, oh, really? And it turns out that the main character is this horrible prostitute named Joanna. And so Mrs. March... Okay, so that was enough to like, Why would she not have read her own husband's book? She pretended to and then didn't and... I don't know. She tries to read it anyway, this woman is not right and I'm I'm th- there's going to be a spoiler. I'm just gonna tell you what happens. That's fine. Uh, and so if you if you are listening to this and you would like to read this book, please pause it, just just go listen to a different podcast. so she she plans this dinner party and uh, for it's it's his publication, except she murders him. She, like, hacks him to pieces. Again, I don't remember. if she, Does she shoot him? I think she stabs him, and he's, like, in the bedroom, and people are over having a party. So she does this at the party? She does it before the party. Oh, okay. I think. I don't even
1: remember. Because he's not going to be missed at the party.
0: I don't remember. She cancels the party. I don't. You know what? Honestly, I, she thinks he's having an affair. He. She goes and stays Oh, I cabin. thought she killed him
1: because she found out that the book was about a prostitute well it, it kind of it's, it's
0: like her rage though oh, okay. is like building and building Gotcha. she's also like is she obviously there are some mental problems but also is she like developmentally delayed does she not understand what's happening in the universe like it was all it was very very murky obviously no name what city is this
1: mm-hmm.
0: what is her issue what direction is this going? And then she ends up killing him at the end. I was like, this, I, I just, I, I, wanted to know something. I wanted something to be. She also has a son that she ignores, and he lives upstairs half the time with, uh, you know, his friend. The only parts that were entertaining. She fancies herself like the, uh, like a completely different person than she is, and so. When she interacts with people, she's like, oh, did you hear about Mrs. Johnson? She broke her foot. And it's like, Mrs. March felt a thrill. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Somehow, like, this woman, like, delighting in other. it, It was, this would be a great draft. If I were this person's editor, I'd be like, okay, what city are we in? Let's let's get some. Yeah.
1: Let's let's establish let's, time and place. Right.
0: What era is this? Is this the fifties? Okay. So I thought it, it felt like the sixties to me. Like the gloves. Well, with
1: the gloves, women on the don't cover, really wear gloves. It does you know. Look. But then like someone
0: that. whips out a cell phone. Oh. And I'm like, wait a second.
1: know. <laughs> I, yeah.
0: I would I would guess that if I had written this book that I hated, I'd be like, oh, see, you didn't. That's the feeling I was trying to evoke in you because that's what it's like to be Mrs. March because you never know what time it is or where you are because blah blah blah. That's what I would say is my answer. But mm, it was just very frustrating. Just give me something. Just give me something. What? I can
1: see you're obviously. Very I know. Up, I'm like I'm upset. I'm about this. flushed. <laughs> Did this book come out this year? I believe it did. I am going to make a guess about this book. Okay. Okay. And I I hope I'm right. Also, I hope I'm not right. I bet they make a movie about this book. Yes,
0: they're going to.
1: Okay. And I bet Nicole Kidman will be the main character. You are incorrect there. Really?
0: Elizabeth Moss.
1: Okay, huh. Like, that's part of what... It seems like a Nicole Kidman kind of movie.
0: I got tricked by Elizabeth Moss she did a blurb. She blurbed it, and she says, the second I read Mrs. March, I knew I wanted to play her. Okay.
1: <gasps> she has an interesting career. She chooses... She does choose interesting, like... Interesting some,
0: characters.
1: But the whole time you were talking about this book, I thought, okay, this book does sound dumb, but it sounds like a, something they would make a movie out of. Well, you
0: could you could start with this book and then add a real plot to it. Yeah. And her as a as a character this like everyone's talking about you like she ends up leaving her olive rolls or whatever she was buying at the at the bakery because the woman's like, "Ah, Joanna." And she's like, "What? I have to go." And runs away. And then she's like, "But the other bakery has the better that that bakery is good, and I have to go to the the subpar bakery now. So all of this internal, like I do like a book that it. I I do know.
1: like the in, internal dialogue. Yeah.
0: yeah, But yeah, awful. Hated it. I and, do want to
1: see this movie though. I'm kinda...
0: You know, I don't know if I do or not. I am curious if they fix it. Yeah. You know. But I did write like I on my Goodreads review like, this is terrible. I could whatever and a friend was like, right, I just read it too. What was this book? Like, we're all confused, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not like, again, I didn't like The Maidens, but it's not a bad book. I just didn't, it's just not my kind of book. Yeah. And then I thought the twist was, I mean, it wasn't a dumb twist, but it was It, it was, was an okay twist. It was kind of silly, yeah. I thought.
1: Mrs. March, I think I had it on my to-be-read list. Well, reason. if you like well, it's the not cover. what's going on, oh my it's gosh, the cover. the cover,
0: it's a great cover. So I looked at the author, and it said, I think she lives in Spain. I don't know if she's a native English speaker, mm-hmm. but I, I think the fact that she is international, I think she was trying to give it a, like, oh, this could be anywhere, oh. except we need to know where.
1: Yeah, I mean... We need a time and place. You, yeah, I'm sorry. It's kind of basic kinda, starting
0: out. Yeah. Like, and that's, but but um, it kept me reading. So she went, though. See, she could have just bored me and gone from currently reading to want to read. True. True. And then, but, however, she didn't tell me what time or day, where we were, <laughs> so she got the two-star review because I did laugh a couple times. At some of the mean things that she was thinking about people. I thought those were kind of funny. So it went from one star to two. I like that. Because like of it. you know, like yeah. she's delighting and like, ooh, someone's getting a divorce. I love it. I like to hear that. Yeah. And that's, you know, <laughs> that's kind of entertaining. So. How how was your reading in 2021 in general?
1: It started out pretty good, like I was pretty solid, and then it and then I hit a lull that lasted forever. Hmm. And then, right here in the last few months, I got into a reading frenzy. I don't know what happened. So it went really well, and then I didn't want to read at all. I couldn't even listen to an audiobook. book. I, I just didn't, I didn't want to be near the written word. I know that sounds weird, but I didn't. And then the past few months, I've been reading and listening to audiobooks all the time hmm so i don't know what that says about me
0: i, I think that says that you're a normal person okay that we'll go with that there's you know yeah. you Just can enjoy things and then take a break from them and then yeah. pick them up again yeah how about you how did it go for you this it was year? a lot better this year than last year pretty consistent i mean there would be generally i i either am reading or i, I watch tv but i can't like if i'm in the middle of you know, oh, this is the show I'm watching right now. Like, I, I can't also read a book. There's too many people to keep track of. I have yeah. limited resources in my head, and so yeah, it's pretty consistent. Like, it, like a couple, you know, a couple books a month. Just you know, I've met my goal of 45 books. I think I'm at 48, which is very exciting. But you know, those slim volumes, mm. they they help with they the uh, they, they bump up that, uh, that count
1: for sure that's for sure
0: well thank you for sharing your
1: best books of 2021 with me I I love it when we do best books because it, it's kind of nice to just look at the year and you know pick the ones that you know s- stood out yeah in your, in your and I brain. think between
0: all of our picks we have we have a lot of great choices mm-hmm. and a couple to stay away from
1: yeah for sure <laughs>
0: Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Stacks and Stories, the podcast of the Mississippi Library Commission. We hope you will tune in next time and we encourage you to visit your local public library often.